Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and have an eaten heavy breakfast. O'Brien, uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack got mad boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. It's a Friday here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. And it also happens to be Odell Beckham Jr.'s birthday. So shall we say, Michael Lombardi, happy birthday to OBJ as he's intended to get released today by the Browns. You were ahead of this. I mean, I don't know why this didn't happen three weeks ago. I mean, this was, this was, and I don't know why Odell, like, had it, like, they were negotiating he should take less money. Like, why? Like, unless they were saying, we're not going to waive you unless you take less money. But I mean, I think that would be against the collective bargaining agreement. That's like, you can't do that. So I'll see exactly what happened once the, once he's waived. But, uh, you know, this is a a move the Browns probably, I thought the Browns should have made it before the start of the season, frankly. They should have rid themselves of him before the season began and started fresh and not let him kind of interfere with the entire team. Now, you know, Baker's got to stand up and play. So let me ask you, if he is released, obviously there are teams that need receiver help. Raiders here, the Seahawks, the Lions, the Panthers, plenty. What happens? What's the process then? So he gets released today. He will not clear waivers until Monday. The Friday waiver wire doesn't clear until Monday. And so Monday at 4 o'clock, he will become a free agent. So he has the weekend off. He's still going to get paid because he's a vested veteran. So he's get, his salary for the season is guaranteed. He's subject to the waiver wire. Hmm. If someone were to claim him, they would take the, the Browns contract off the hook. 
Okay, they would take that contract off the hook. And, and unless they did something to that contract, which I don't know, yeah, say they made it a minimum salary contract, that would be the only way teams would be interested. But I would think Odell would want to be a free agent and pick the place he wants to go with. So that contract is prohibitive in terms of any team claiming them. No team will assume the liability that has been established by the Browns. He clears at 4 o'clock on Monday. He, along with Deshaun Jackson, are out there, and they can decide where they want to go. Now, the beautiful thing about, about Deshaun and and Odell, they're not going to make really any more money. They're going to make it'll be a minimum salary contract because they're still getting paid by their prior teams. So they're not they can double dip only to the minimum level. Unless there's competition and somebody wants to pay them 3 million for the remaining 9 games, which I can't imagine they would. You know, teams put up with a lot, Michael. Personalities, differences. In 53, there's going to be that. They consider this to be addition by subtraction. This is an indictment on where he is as a player right now. No doubt. I mean, you know, he's a pain in the neck, but when you're a great pain in the neck, you can tolerate the right. pains in the neck. When you're, not a, when you're not a great player, those pains in the neck, be, Advil doesn't help those pains in the neck, right? You've got to get rid of them. You know, you can't take Advil for Odell. Like, it's just not working. And, you know, I've said this on my podcast. I've said it, I said it yesterday. When I was, you know, when Ozzie Newsom first came in the, to scouting, he taught me a valuable lesson about guys that drop the ball late in their career who have great hands. Their legs are gone. And I, and I could see it when I watched Odell the last two years. His legs, there was no juice in his legs anymore. He was dropping balls that this guy with incredible hands should never drop. Wow. And it wasn't a lack of concentration. It's just I can't explain the correlation because I, I'm not an elite athlete like Ozzy was. And like, but, but there is something. And you see it. And, and now when I watch the NBA, I see it more and more in the NBA when guys that, you know, once were really good athletes that are kind of go, getting by on their savvy, they can't really jump as much, and you can see them fumbling with the basketball a little bit. So it's a great lesson to learn as you're watching players because what's the number one thing you have to do as an executive is decide when the player is really at the end of his career. When is he at the end? You know, and you want to get rid of him a year before the end, at the end hits because he has no value at that point. And I think Odell is at that point. It's like timing the stock market. It's impossible. Exactly. It's, it really is. And, and you just got to have a good sense of it. You got to say, okay, look, here's where he is. You know, other than Tom Brady, I don't know very many players as they get older, they get better. <laughs> He's an anomaly. So, yeah, the trade deadline was Tuesday. Is this, is this something that they were trying to work a trade and they just couldn't? What, what, what do you think happened there? Yeah. I, I definitely think, you know, I mean, I could see Sean Pay. I think a coach of an offensive coach or a, a strong head coach who's won Super Bowls, I could see him taking on Odell because he's bigger than Odell, right? That coach, you know, Odell's not going to come in and tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it, the, the Saints contractually couldn't take the contract. So, you know, and they weren't going to pay anything. And so I don't know why the Browns just didn't say, okay, we'll give them to you for a seventh and we'll pay 90% of the salary or whatever. I, don't, I, I think the Browns' mindset changed over the last three days. It had to, or else he should have been traded at the trading deadline. We're talking about a name. We're talking about a dude that made one of the great catches in primetime we've ever seen, but here are the facts. 17 catches for 232 this year, zero touchdowns in six games, and he only had two 100-yard games in 29 games with the Cleveland Browns. Michael, Jerry Judy, excuse me, uh, CeeDee Lamb, he'll throw up 100. He, he's done it a few times this year. He, this is just not the same player, and it's not a productive player anymore. 
No, it's just not the same player. I mean, and it's just hard. It's 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 just fact. I mean, he's just not the same player, and. You know, he hasn't been the same player. He hasn't been the same player, you know, in his career. When you go back and look at what he did in, in 14, 15, he hasn't been the same player since Love Boat, since the, since the three-hour cruise. <laughs> right? You call it the Love I mean, Boat. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been the same player since the three-hour cruise. I mean... You know, and, and, and that one catch, it, like it's, we, it's in, it, it, we're never going to get it out of our minds. It's a tremendous catch, but, you know, he's created more stir off the field. I mean, in the last five years, he's had one season where he's played all the games. One season. Yep. Yeah. So who takes a chance? Because somebody always believes they can fix it. Somebody always believes they can get yeah. something out of it. I don't think anybody believes they can fix it. I think somebody will believe they can manage it. And for nine games, you can manage anything, right? He's not going to be on the team next year. We'll bring him in here. He's a smart kid. He'll learn what to do fairly quickly, and we can get something out of him. And if you're New Orleans, it makes some sense there, right? Because they are, you know, Michael Thomas isn't coming back. They need somebody else to go along that they can feature in their offense. So that makes some sense. I mean, you know, I, I when I look at all the teams in the league, I, I you know, that kind of jumps out at me. He's not going to go to a Detroit, you know, he's not going to go to a losing team. He's going to go to a team that has a chance to continue to compete. You know, Tennessee doesn't need him. Uh, I don't think the Colts would take a chance on him in their locker room. You know, I don't think Pittsburgh would take a chance on him in their locker room, and they really don't need him. They've got receivers. So where is it? Is it New England? Is it New Orleans? Is it, you know, Tampa doesn't need him. Carolina, would they take a chance on him at 4-4? Four and four? I doubt it. You know, I doubt it. Would Arizona take a chance on him? Maybe. You know, I could see it. You know, A.J. Green hasn't been healthy. Would they take a chance? I mean, you know. I could see him going out there with Hopkins and feeling like, you know, they could make a big difference. I could see that one. ACL just turned 29. Like you said, maybe somebody takes a flyer for the rest. By the way, it was supposed to be a perfect situation for him. He was going to be hanging out with his old teammate who he loves, one of his best friends and Jarvis Landry, and still this. So, again, just buyer beware. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and, you know, remember, there's perception and then there's reality. The perception is Odell's great. The perceptions, Von Miller's great. The perception is all these guys are great. The reality are something different. You know, in an odd way, and I know you're on Cleveland this weekend. I'll be pulling for you there. We talked about that yesterday. <laughs> you heard me yesterday. <laughs> no, he and then how about my man doubling back on me? How about my man? He's, uh, he's, yeah. he's competitive, t- man. He is weird. Oh, uh, wow. We're, we're talking about Michael does a spot with Christopher Mad Dog Russo, and I'm pulling for Cleveland because Michael has Cleveland and Russo has Cincinnati. I bring that up here to say this. Actually want to back Cleveland in the spot even more now. It almost feels like a dead weight being like even if the team loves the guy, it has to be a distraction. It's constant. Well, I think this to me in my experience is when when someone's let go like this, I think the focal that the focus and the team kind of galvanizes itself. And the reason I picked Cleveland, I really didn't want to pick the game, as you know. It really should have been a, a John Oates play for me because of Scott Novak, a referee in the game. And I alerted. 
Russo yesterday, too. I told him, I said, you know, one of us is going to be unhappy with Novak. Yeah. We probably both will be unhappy with Novak, but one's going to be more angry than the other. I can tell you that right now. So, oh. you know, so I, I, I really didn't want to play it, but I kept thinking about my time and when everybody thinks the locker room's going to fall apart, there's always sense to be a sense of a galvanizing, and I think Mayfield will play better. And then I went back and watched the tape down there last year, and they couldn't block Garrett last year. They couldn't block the front. And Denzel Ward got beat a bunch. Higgins gave Denzel Ward a ton of trouble. These big receivers give Ward some trouble. So the Browns are going to have to figure that out. But they've got Newsom and they've got Troy Hill. They've added some corners. They've got to play better on defense. And, I, you know, I liked Cleveland earlier in the season. I really did. And for them to be 4-4, four and four, it's a little bit of an underachievement. You know, for what they were able to do out in Los Angeles and the way they ran the ball, they played good on the road. And I think they'll play good on Sunday against Cincinnati. I love Burrow, but, boy, I don't love that offensive line. I really don't. And, you know, what Mike White did to that defense was pretty impressive. I like the way you said the galvanizing nature of this. And then, again, 4-4, four and four, all of a sudden they're last place in division. I mean, that's a brutal division, yeah. but think about that. It's 10 wins last year. Now they're last place. Yeah, I know, and, and they haven't scored any points. I mean, the last three weeks they've scored fourteen, seventeen in the in five of the last four, uh, five of the last in the five, last five games. Only the Charger game did they score forty-two points. Every other game they've been seventeen or below. Their offense hasn't really clicked. Their offense hasn't clicked, and I mean, I'm risking it here. I could see why Christopher likes Cincinnati because there's no num these the offensive numbers have been disappointing here for them. A wise man once said, no risk it, no biscuit. No biscuit. There we go. It closed 10 last night. Let's get into Thursday Night Football. We kicked off week nine last night. That was a bad beat. That was a bad beat. That That, was interesting. That should have been a backdoor cover. That was a bad beat. Let's come back and discuss the 45-30 win for the Colts in Indy last night. It's Lombardi line on a Friday. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never see me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's chill mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers that whisk away heat so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the chill collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. It's the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. If you're in town, stop by any casino on the Strip. Bring that state-issued ID. You're ready to go. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's one 800 522 4,700. Okay, stack show. We've got our buddy Wes Reynolds. we got Jeremy Plonk talking Breeders' Cup coming up. And hopefully some good hay out in Del Mar. Uh, Josh Are you ready? F- are you ready for the Breeders' Cup? Are I, you ready for the hay? In the, I, are I, you prepared? I, I know you're a horse buff. I, I, I am ready. I, I love Jeremy. Jeremy does a great job. We love having Jeremy on. Yeah. Uh, Millie, we prefer, just for a few reasons. Uh, but but he, he, Jeremy does a great job. I, I'm excited about it. This is for, for horse players and horse fans although that's kind of a weird thing to say about horse racing. For people that are into horse racing, this is much bigger than the Kentucky Derby because it's two days. The two-year-olds run today in five races, and there's a bunch of races tomorrow for the three-year-olds and up. Every single race is worth a million or more, and they come from all over the world. So it is really, it's just, it's it's a huge day. So I'm looking forward uh, to talking to him about that. Now, did you feel like Frank Reich took his foot off the gas a little bit yesterday? <laughs> because a 45-30 winner, obviously 75 points, clears the 45 to- uh, total. Uh, and the 10, it came down to 10, a 15-point win for Indy. Let's just start with your takeaways here, a 15-point win for the Colts. 
Well, I mean, look, I, I thought the Colts' defense was atrocious. I don't care that, you know, Josh Johnson played or not. I mean, you're going to have a hard time convincing me the Colts are good on defense. You're just going to have a hard I don't care how much publicity Eberflus gets as a defensive coordinator. I've been complaining about their defense forever. Spot drops and zones and too many easy throws for the quarterback. And if you can block them, you can throw it. So, and especially when they go outdoors, out away from the dome. I was really disappointed. I, 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 I didn't understand the Mike White injury. I really didn't. I mean, it was almost like he was on the sidelines and he was like, like the way I watched it, it was like convincing the doctors there was something like I didn't get it. Right. <laughs> when I watched him throw the ball, it didn't look like he had any problems with it. I, I don't want to say he wasn't hurt, but it didn't look like it should have kept him out of the game. You know, or at least try not to go back in the game. I was kind of a weird thing. I've never seen the, a player you know, describing something to the doctor, like usually the doctor takes over and he gets it. Okay, this is what it is. Get out of here. You're sitting down. You know, and that that didn't get that sense. But look, the, the Jets are horrible on defense. If they're defensive front, which, I mean, almost, literally, you had to pick me off the floor last night. I mean, I was, I was in a coma for a, a good hour because when Aikman said that Salah told him that this is the best defensive line he's ever coached in his career. I, I was I went into a coma for two hours. I was out of it. I didn't know what the hell to do. I was like completely stunned. Like like this is better than Armstead, Buckner, Bosa, mm. D Ford. I mean, are you kidding me? What am I watching here? And you didn't go back at him? Are you gotta be kidding me? Like this is this defensive front for the Jets is good, but it isn't that. That carried him to a Super Bowl. It carried them to a Super Bowl. It just tells you that Salah, what are you watching? You know, look, today, Salah, Pearl Vision Center, probably get a good discount. Get some glasses today, please. Like, get some glasses. When you did, when you heard that, did you not go off your yes, rocker? Yes, I laughed out loud by myself. <laughs> I mean, I was embarrassed that they said it for him. Like, I was embarrassed that they said it. I text somebody and said, can you believe this? Like, and then I'm watching this defense just get mauled. I mean, I know the Colts are good on offensive line. I get that. But this is not a great – it's a good defensive line. It's not the greatest in football. It's not the best one Salah's ever – I mean, you try blocking that Seattle front in 14. We did in the Super Bowl. Like, it's hard. Bennett, you know, Cliff Averill, those cats coming off the edge. That was hard. This one – no, 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 I'm sorry. No. Like, whoo. I'm sorry I got off that tangent. Anyway, no, I don't I, know how to get there. And anyway. he probably it does have some crazy. good. He probably has a good vision plan, so he pr- he should check in on that today. I mean, he's got to go. The he got to. I mean, look, 54 points against. He gave up 54 against. The, if you're a Jet fan, and your head coach is a defensive specialist, and he's just announced to you as a Jet fan that your defensive front is the best defensive front he's ever coached in his life, and you've given up 54 and 45 in two of the last three weeks, what are you thinking about? We might have the wrong man for the job. I'm really afraid if we get an average defensive front because we're going to give up 70. I mean, yeah, th- I mean he's, he's indicting he's indicting himself is what he's doing. He is. It was a complete indictment of himself. Like what are we talking about here? Like I mean, like you're like I was watching that game and I'm like they're just mauling. I mean, they're just, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm embarrassed by this. I'm completely embarrassed by this. Like how how does this like how does he actually think that? I mean, if that's what you want to tell people, great. I, I appreciate you, but it's not true. I mean, the last three weeks they've given up. The last three weeks they've given up fifty four, thirty one, and forty five. Let me do a little quick math. That's a hundred. That's ten. Let me put a one over here. That's uh, that's one hundred and thirty points in three games. 
Now you do the division. I, that, I don't have enough fingers. I mean, 130 points in the last three games. And that, and that defensive front was stout against the run last night. Exactly, actually, they weren't. They gave up. First off, they gave up two, uh, two, 172 on the ground to Taylor, who's a stud. And then Hines had 72. So the Colts ran for 260 against that defensive front. I mean, look, they've given up five. Here's the la- here this front, okay? Since they beat Tennessee, they gave 430 up against Tennessee. They gave 450 up to Atlanta. They gave 551 to New England. They gave 318 to Cincinnati. God, Cincinnati, how bad did you did you just mm. blow that one, right? Mm. And they gave up 532 last night. They actually were within 12 yards between difference between passing and rushing last night. They gave up 273 and 260. 13 yards was the only difference. And this is a great defensive front. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but, like, the the lowest point total they held anybody to was 19 in the opening game. They haven't been below 25 all year. No, Tennessee only scored 24 on them. I'm sorry. Maybe he meant to say they played, like, one of the best defensive front he ever coached in that first game, and it was just misinterpreted because this is not – this is a defense that is making the Lions look like the 85 Bears. Oh, my God, Patrick, it's so true. I mean, and this is what, you know, this is what his specialty is. Like, where's the adjustment? Can't we get it handled? Like, when a team runs for 260 yards on you, mm, it's demoralizing. that's not good. That's demoralizing. It's so demoralizing. And, you know, New England ran for a buck 48, and I thought that was demoralizing. <laughs> of course, New England passed for 403 against them. Throwing the, t- throw, throw the turnovers, throwing the penalties. They actually... I mean, at one point, the Colts were up 42-10 midway through the third. That's why I asked. You know, yeah. this score is a little misleading in yeah. the end, but uh, it was it, it just is. boat race. But why was he turning points down? I said it on the air yesterday. Yeah. Like, kick, the, kick the ball. Get the ball. Why, why are we turning points down? You know, you're, well, I could see why, because he knows his defense maybe isn't any good. I think this, us as bettors and giving out betting advice on a betting network – I think if you took the Colts and the 10 or 10 and a half, it was the right, if, excuse me, the Jets, it was the right side. Because if White plays, it's going to be a closer game. Okay, so you can't discount that White got hurt. That's just, the, that's like the cost of doing business, right? You know, if you bet the, say, if you bet the 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 Bengals in, uh, in the in Cincinnati game, you're on the Bengals side and Burrow gets hurt, you're not going to win that game. That's the cost of doing business, right? Okay, we get that. So White gets hurt, we don't. But to me, what was so – they got the ball first and goal with the seven on the seven. You got – you know, a tip pass is the only thing that saved the backdoor cover. That, you're going you're gonna to win that anyway with Josh Johnson. <laughs> with Josh Johnson. I mean, the, the last two weeks, the Jets on offense have, have gained 511 and 486 yards. I mean, this might be the greatest show on turf. So – from what I understand, White was dealing with nerve issues, and nerve is very nebulous. Where is it going to regenerate? I maybe he wasn't feeling it, but you're right. It yeah, did. I it did look tell. weird. I could. It, it was, didn't look white. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he wasn't hurt, but I've never seen that play out the way it did on the sideline. Like I saw him grip the ball, and I saw him throw the ball, and it didn't look like he couldn't do either of those. Do you think it's awkward? And you know how pervasive that fan base can be. Do you think it's awkward now? Based on what White's done in a start and a you know quarter, how the attention's turning now to Zach Wilson, because well I think you know he's a young player. I think that the Mike White, I, what Mike White did in the early part of that game, and what Josh Johnson did in that game was they made decisions. They went from A to B. That's right. 
A to B, boom, boom. They threw the ball here. Hey, we got this. We got this open. I mean, LaFleur made no attempt to really try to run the ball. He was throwing the ball on first down, which I think is good for young quarterbacks. I mean, I think he was doing them a disservice. They gave that stat out about how many times they threw it on first down with Zach Wilson compared to what they did with White. The best down for any young quarterback to throw the football on his first down. It's the best down in football to throw the ball regardless because you can get predictable coverages, you can get predictable fronts. You know what they're going to be in. So you throw the ball on first down. You, you kind of can get something. Yeah. And, hey, he's up in the box now, so maybe all of a sudden he's Bill Walsh calling plays up there. Michael yeah, maybe he is. Your boy. Well, I mean, I, I Pearl, I'm going to send a note. Pearl Vision Center. Robert, you need to go. Yeah, so check out the plan. It might be combined with your actual dental, but make sure you go get it checked out. I'm sure you can afford it. Three big line moves for Week 9. I want to check in with Michael next here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. A lot to come here on today's show. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSEN midseason football special. It's here. It's 99 bucks. You wonder what do you get? You get everything: your kitchen sink for the rest of the football season, daily best bets, 24/7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, which is worth the money actually by itself. In-depth analysis, college football hoops betting guide. It's all there. Go to VSEN.com/slash/subscribe. For more information, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, Patrick Maher live from the vsin studios here at the South Point. Of course, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. What's on the, uh, what's the, play, what's the playlist for a Friday? And what are the plans in Jersey for a Friday? Well, we got the big game, Patrick. You know, we got the big game, so that's always, uh, yes. you know, that's going to be the plan on Sunday. So we got to handle that. And then uh, there's really no other plans. I mean, everybody is uh, kind of out of town. So where's Ber- where uh, is Berman in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's in Georgia. He's out there on the recruiting trail. What's he doing? You know, he got. It was daughters of high school senior ah, looking for a college. Gotcha. So he went down to Georgia. He's in, you know, he's going to go to Charlotte. He's going to watch the game in Charlotte. With going to coach up both the Panthers and the Patriots. So he's <laughs> uh, doing the whole Southern tour. And now, now he's now he's a Bulldog fan. Now we've made him a Georgia fan. You know, him and Tom Crean have bonded. I mean, I've lost my friendship with Tom Crean because my man Bill took right over. No so way. It's all good. No. Well, he he can go from Athens, go a little north, uh, head to. Columbia, South Carolina. I would suggest his daughter been there. give that a shot. He was, he was on campus there. That that was the first day of the trip. The first day of the that trip. Is awesome. I think they went there, and then you know now today he's at High Point, North Carolina. I guess they got a really pretty school there. I don't know much about that one. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they're doing the whole Southern tour. He's bringing that, you know, and I'm sure he's recruiting people, building up his Twitter following as he goes along. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Okay, so. and what I'm Mike, surprised he didn't go to Biloxi on this trip, too. Oh, you yeah, know? go down I mean, to see a Carl know. Johnson. Exactly. You know, he and Carl bonded beyond, you know. That's hilarious. So what Michael's referencing, of course, we won't discuss it now, but New England's at Carolina. New England's been bet up to three and a half, of course. One son works for New England. Matt works for Carolina. Mick and Matt. So that's going to be uh, awkward uh, at the household. The Southern, Bra- 
It's going to be for summer bragging rights. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be brutal. It, it, you know, the last time they played, the last time they played was uh, the last game of the 2019 season when Miami upset them and cost them a buy in the playoff and home field advantage. So we haven't lived that one down. We haven't lived that one down. So that one. Frankly, so, it's uh, too. Te- about, I'm good, sorry. Go ahead. Good thing about this one. Good thing about this is this will be once every three years. We don't right. have to deal with this all the time. I do think it's actually two teams that they got to be feeling pretty good about, to be honest with you. You know, the Patriots starting to pull together, galvanize a little bit. The Panthers, the same thing, you know, injuries, of course. But you got to feel feeling pretty good. You know, I think we'll know more today with the injury situation with Sam Darnold. Can he play? Is he going to be cleared to play? Where's McCaffrey? I think those are the two big question marks going into this game. You know, where are those two players? I think that's that that's one of those where we're you know there are that's an undecided situation. And the lines at three and a half, and I'm sure this line if if they go to PJ. Walker, I call him P.J. Tucker. Uh, P.J. Walker, if they go to P.J. Walker, you know, this line will probably get back up. It'll go up to five. It opened, it opened like at four, and then it went to, and then it went to, then it went, came, then it went up a little bit. Now it's come back down. So leave that graphic up. The crazy thing about jeans is that oftentimes, you know, you see a, you'll see a son, you'll see the dad, you'll see the brother, and it, you, there's such a resemblance. Throw that stat, throw that graphic back up if you guys don't mind. That was up. There. Well, think about the genes with the Patriots and the Panthers. It, they're they're similar teams. Four and four straight yeah. up. Four and four ATS. Uh, points for are pretty damn close. Points against are pretty damn close. These are, these teams mirror one yeah. another. They do, they do, and they both, you know, the Panthers started out 3-0, and the Patriots didn't, the Patriots are battling back, and so are the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers without McCaffrey are very challenging. Yes. I mean, you know, D.J. Moore has been somewhat inconsistent, and then Robbie Anderson has disappeared from their offense. I mean, he has not been able to really uh, make the plays that they need to compensate. He, he's really been one of the more disappointing players, I think, so far for the season. I mean, he's been targeted 50 times, he only has 18 catches, and he's averaging just 11.3 yards per catch. He's their big play guy. He's the guy that he has to be the guy that stretches the defense, that opens up so much other stuff for everybody else. You know, I mean, McCaffrey was averaging 10 yards a catch. When you get a running back that's averaging over 10 yards a catch, that's that's really good. Now, they just brought Abdullah in, the kid from Minnesota by way of yep. Detroit, who has fumbling histories in, in his career. He's He's been a fumbler, but he's a really good player. He's a really good player. I surprised Minnesota let him go. He helped them beat Atlanta last week the the you know and you probably heard from Berman on this and others you know the McCaffrey thing fantasy football wise this is not what we discussed on the show but he will not be the number one overall pick next year because so many teams got burned this year he honestly just has problems staying he's amazing when he's on the field he can't stay he can't stay healthy and it's a problem. And I mean, he's got paid for 17 games and he never plays 17. You know, we're talking about fantasy. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes has let a lot of people down oh, in fantasy, absolutely. too. Whoever, you know, and I know someone who drafted him very close here, who's an exited producer of the show, who's very disappointed in that selection. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a dagger. The yeah. there's, a, there's three games I picked out uh, that I wanted yeah. to discuss. Did you see Dallas is all the way up to 10? So my yeah, guess I mean, is the assumption is Dak is playing. Oh, there's no doubt Dak's playing. I think there's no doubt Dak is playing. I think that, you know, Dak was close to playing last week. And here, here's why I think this line's moving towards Dallas is because Denver can't score. 
I mean, I just did radio station. You know, we're on in Denver, uh, you know, with Altitude Radio yep. there. It's great. I just did a show with them before we came on here, and we were talking about it. I'm like, doesn't it drive you guys crazy that they throw the ball seven yards short of the first down sticks and they expect <laughs> the back to run for it? They went off on it. I mean, they're, they're like, I'm not the only one complaining about it. But Denver's, I don't think Denver scored more than 25 points all year. This they, like For Denver to win this game, they're going to have to keep it in the 20s. I think it's hard to keep Dallas in the 20s unless Dak turns it over. No, Denver's scoring 19-6 a game, and the Cowboys very much aren't. They're scoring a little over yeah. 32 points per. That's an explosive offense, but that number, 7.5 opener, Michael, up to 10. I think I agree with you there. Um, it, 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 next one, and this was one that uh, Matt Santos wanted us to touch on, so let's do that. It, it, and it's interesting. We haven't seen movement in Baltimore at all. You see it? Open yeah. six, sitting six, Minnesota in town. The juice hasn't even moved. That number is just sitting yeah. chilly on the board. Yeah, and it's interesting how it's just it hasn't done a thing, right? And and I keep expecting it. Like, I think six is an awful lot. I think it's too many points. I think Baltimore, if you examine Baltimore really closely, and if you're and, and I love Don Martindale, but two of the last three games They've given up over 500 yards of offense. Indianapolis had 513, and Cincinnati had 520. And in those two games, Cincinnati threw for 390, and I mean, Indianapolis threw for 390, and Cincy threw for 409. And the Vegas Raiders threw for 409. Like, you can throw the football easily on this Baltimore defense. Now, the anomaly is what they did is the Chargers. What happened in that game? All right? So the Chargers really couldn't throw the ball. The Kansas City in Week 2 still moved the ball, scored 35 points. You know, they threw for 405. This game, to me, is... Where is Kirk Cousins? He should move the football effectively. Good offenses have moved the ball effectively. Good offenses have been able to, if they protect in their protection scheme, not in man-on-man, in understanding how he's blitzing, there's a ton of plays to be made in this secondary. So this line seems high considering that I think Minnesota will move the football. And there's no, I know Baltimore's coming off a bye, but there's no new players coming into Baltimore. They have what they have. Our, they, the people go after our, our, our vet all the time, this, the secondary corner. I mean, they're going after him left. They're finding him. Cincinnati was like, we're going after you, and they did. And there's no way he can cover it up. So I'm surprised. Now, Minnesota defensively, can they stop this Baltimore offense? Can they contain him? I mean, Mike Zimmer can watch the Cincinnati team, and Cincinnati did a good job of layering their rush, keeping him in the pocket, and not allowing him to run with the football to make big plays. We'll see if that could happen. Now, Michael, based on the splits and based on the money, which you can find at vcin.com, my assumption is if we move off the six, it's going to six and a half because you see the inordinate amount of money on Baltimore. It should. But we, it hasn't it moved. A- it hasn't moved, and it's there. So your point is well taken. Yeah. It's frozen. It is frozen yes. there. I mean, the Westgate's at six and a half, but no one else has moved it, yep, right? You, I and, just saw and that. So, right. Yep. You know, no one else has moved it. And and when you look at this, you know, the ticket split is 70-30 Baltimore. The money split 76-24 mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore. Yep. So you would think there's, you know, but no, but they don't want to move that line more than six. They do not want – they must have really good action on both sides in terms of cash, and that's why they don't want to move the number. I think it'll move – it'll tick one way or the other. I think, you know, Sunday that line could move. I think the, I think the other line that's going to change on Sunday is the, char- is the Charger-Eagle line. It opened to three. It went down to one and a half. I think it's right now at one and a half still. I think it's going to go back up on Sunday. Interesting. 
I want to get your take as to why that's a fascinating game and number and what why me and Michael are talking about this Baltimore game and again every number has a story well if you want to bet Baltimore you probably do it now if we're assuming based on the money and the splits that it could get to six and a half so again that's why it's hard to time the market but we do our best to to kind of prognosticate that here on the Lombardi line Uh, Wes Reynolds is going to join us next and we'll get into his picks as we continue along on a Friday it's VSIN the Sports Betting Network Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, again, it's the king of sportsbooks and the king of the weekend. This is a great promotion. The king of the weekend, you become a weekend warrior at BetMGM. So, again, you can win up to $50,000. Simply log into your BetMGM account and find the king of the weekend contest in the promotion section. And then you're going to pick six teams that you think are going to score the most points from the selected games. And then $1,000 is going to go to the top entry each week. And if you guess all six right in order, you can win $50,000. Plus, there's a bunch of cash left over uh, for those that are participating. Participating. Download the app and make this weekend football even better only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Lombardi line on a Friday. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. Wes Reynolds now, VEASAN host, joins us. Betting across America on Saturdays, Long Shots, the golf podcast, and of course, seven hours straight on Sundays with Green Zone. And my guess is, as we say hi to Wes, uh, just days away from college hoops as well. So I'm guessing you've been studying a lot as far as college hoops is concerned. Yeah, they give us 70 games on opening night on Tuesday. It used to be the easiest end of the college basketball season where you might get 10 or 15, and then they're kind of scattered out over the first week or two. But they get right to it, 70 games on opening night. And we haven't had vibes. I'm guessing Indiana hasn't had these type of positive vibes that Woodson's providing in a long time. Is that correct? Well, I mean, it's about time that they had an Indiana guy. I mean, we see what North Carolina does. They keep it in the family, and they just go generation to generation. And Indiana, I think, look, tried to get away from Bob Knight and pretend that he was never the coach there for all those years. So it's like, I got like an Indiana guy with Mike Woodson. So I'm actually very excited to have Woody back in Bloomington. Awesome. All right, let's get it started. We'll start with, and we'll get Michael's take on your pick here after your breakdown. Atlanta at New Orleans, you're going to take the six and a half if you can find it with Atlanta here, Wes. Yeah, and and I thought maybe this was going to go to seven, so I was kind of waiting on it, and then I saw some resistance start to come in. So I went ahead and took the six and a half. And and look, this is kind of that role reversal deal, right, where Atlanta loses as a home favorite. They did not look very good against Carolina. Meanwhile, the New Orleans Saints, and we know Sean Payton is a home underdog, has been terrific throughout his entire tenure in New Orleans. I think that's now seven and one. Yes, uh, going ahead and beating Tampa Bay with basically a number three quarterback in Trevor Simeon. So now the expectations kind of flip where Atlanta or New Orleans rather is near a touchdown favorite. And I just thought that this was a little bit rich here because this was a New Orleans team that I think the market has been down on. And the offensive numbers bear fruit that, you know, Sean Payton has not really gotten uh, too crazy with the offense, been very I think a little bit more conservative, not wanting to turn the ball over with Jameis, but now Jameis out of the lineup. So we shall see, you know, if it's going to be Hill or if it's going to be Simeon. I don't think that there's that much of a difference in terms of how the market sees these two quarterbacks. So I thought this line was a little big. Give me the dirty birds. 
You know, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think that Atlanta, you know, they last week with the whole Calvin Ridley news kind of caught them. They didn't have him in there, and they struggled to move the ball against the Panthers. But they know each other so well. And these games, when you're – to me, the line just seemed a little rich at six. I, I agree with you, six and a half. I, I think they'll move the football. I think Matt Ryan knows how to play against Dennis Allen. He's comfortable. He understands it. And look, they've got to play good defense, and I don't think the Saints are ever going to really be able to get away from anybody to offensively with the way they play and how they play. And Atlanta's not a great defense by no means, but I do think this will be a close game. I think six is too much. I'm with you on it. Okay, next one on the board here on the Lombardi line, Wes Reynolds joining, and you differ with Michael, so I think this could be a good uh, back and forth. Cleveland in the news today expected to release Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, they're headed to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati right now we have officially the number two and a half. You're going to eschew that and just lay the money line with the Bengals here, Wes. Patrick, this is actually something I'm going to try to middle a little bit using a teaser to do so. I would absolutely use Cleveland through the key number of, of three and seven and try to get it at eight and a half. But I can understand on the Cleveland side where it's like, okay, we finally are done now with Odell Beckham Jr. We finally have done the release and you know now we're going to turn the page. But I think this is a little bit for Cleveland just because you had three straight home games. Now you got to go on the road. You only went one and two at home. And meanwhile, the market, I think, kind of maybe fell too much in love with Cincinnati last week because they were laying 11 and a half. Granted, it was Mike White as a backup, and Cincinnati came off the rest of the year at Baltimore. But I thought that was a really tricky spot last week for Cincinnati. So I don't hold it as much against them losing that game at the Jets because that was their third three road games. So now they come back home. The market seems to say, yeah, Cincinnati's kind of who we thought they were. So maybe this is the time to really go in and buy low with these guys. Yeah, I mean, my sense of this is, is you know, these teams know each other so well, uh, and the skill players, I think with Nick Chubb back in full force, I think one of the reasons why the Browns have struggled the last few weeks or four of the last five weeks offensively is because when Chubb's not really in there, it becomes a harder game for them. And he step, he's everything they need to do to run their offense. I think they can run the ball on Cincinnati. I actually think they actually play better on the road. They went into Minnesota. They went into Kansas City. They had Kansas City beat. To beat the Chargers out in Los Angeles, I actually think they play well on the road, and I think this will be a game they do play well. They've got they got to come back and play the Patriots on the road the following week. These are the, these next two weeks are huge games for the Brownies. Okay, fellas, let's go to a total. This will be interesting here. We were just talking about this matchup, Minnesota and Baltimore. Kind of chilly at six, although Westgate did go to six and a half. But Wes, you're going to focus on the total. Minnesota at Baltimore right now sitting forty nine and a half. Yeah, and I think when you saw uh, last Sunday night, obviously, with Minnesota against Dallas, this is not a Dallas defense that exactly overwhelms you in terms of stopping you, getting traditional, like, tap-outs, getting three-and-outs. This is a team that can turn you over, and I think that's kind of what they're living on. But they're kind of just below that middle Mendoza line in terms of defensive rankings, and Minnesota really couldn't move the ball on it. But I think they're going to be able to against Baltimore, and I certainly think Baltimore is going to be able to move the ball coming off that bye week. I think bye week sometimes works one of two ways. It can be bad for a team, especially when you're rolling and on a roll. It could be really good for a team, which I think it might be for Baltimore, because Baltimore had played so many high-leverage games in a row that they eventually were 
ran out of gas against Cincinnati, and you could see it really in the second half. So this was a good time for a bye for the Ravens, the reset. Look, Lamar is showing evolution. They're not taking away one of his best weapons, which is obviously his running ability. And I think he's been taking care of the football a lot better. He's finding guys down the field. You're seeing some real development as a quarterback there. But, yeah, I think that this is going to be high-scoring. Baltimore has been banged up defensively all year, and especially in that back seven. So I think that there are chunk plays to be had. And I don't – you know, that begs the question, some of the play calling on Sunday on the Minnesota guy that they really didn't let Kirk Cousins try to rip it down the field. But I think he'll have some opportunity for this you know, I do too. I, I, I think this is a game. I think this line's too long. I think this should be a field goal game. I really do. I think Minnesota go back and forth. I think both defenses will struggle stopping the other one. And as long as you understand how Baltimore sets their defense and blitzes, which the Chargers didn't do, uh, I think you can move the ball on Baltimore. I think their secondary is very vulnerable, and I don't think their front can dominate like they have in the past. This is probably one of the worst defenses we've seen in Baltimore in a while in terms of their personnel. And, you know, sometimes when they show up against the Chargers, it kind of masks their sins. But to me, Kirk Cousins needs to have a good day. And the national spotlight won't be on him. I, I think this is a 34-31 kind of game. I think the over's in play because I think both defenses will struggle. Got a little over a minute here, Wes, and then I'll explain why it's important to sign up for the email because Wes gave out on Tuesday the Niners catching two and a half. The numbers flipped, and the Niners are now laying a point and a half or two. Where are you at now, Wes? Yeah, I still think the 49ers, I'm not going to lay the worst of the number, obviously, but I still think the 49ers are the play here because, look, it's the bubble burst theory. Arizona, I know they have two extra days from Thursday night, but you you lose that first game and that next spot is really tough to get over. And then you have a San Francisco team that I think, quite frankly, dominated the second half against Arizona and should have beat these guys. You saw Kyle Shanahan, I think, eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. They're down three. They're stopping Arizona, and he goes for it. And and at fourth and four, I think on the 48-yard line, if I recall, doesn't get it, gives Arizona a short field. Arizona goes up two scores. So And that was Trey Lance's first start as well. And the tackles were having trouble, but yet they, they were staying in the game. So I think this is San Francisco's spot. I like the game Kyle Shanahan actually called last week in Chicago versus the one he did in Indianapolis the week before. I'm with you, Wes. I think this is San Francisco. They played really well, 17-10. They had a chance to win it. I think they can. Uh, the, I like Kyle Shan as a home dog. I really do. All right. So, just quickly, want to say I've got about 20 picks from Wes that have been disseminated through the emails all week, and you get them earlier, and you get the best of the numbers. So, make sure you go to Veasan.com and sign up. You get Wes's plays and everybody else as well. Wes, have a great weekend. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. Same to you. Okay. A uh, little Philadelphia soul on a Friday. John Oates plays. Can't go for that. Next, here, v Sin. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.